and welcome to episode 110 of Divided by Werewolves, the uh, penultimate episode of 2020, which, yep. whoo, not gonna lie, yep. not, not, so they had, somebody at work had posited in our random channel in, in Slack, like, would you rather jump back in time 20 years, but you have all the knowledge of the next 20 years or mm-hmm. jump forward in time 10 years and have $10 million. <laughs> and I was like, if I jump back in time 20 years, I got to figure out how to get a bunch of motherfuckers to catch a bullet. <laughs> here's, and I don't here's, know if I have that kind thing. of time in my hands. <laughs> if, if I go back 20 years, okay, I'm absolutely going to fucking biff the fuck out of this shit. Yeah, I'm gonna oh I'm gonna God. start betting on sports. Well, that's I'm the gonna thing, do right? like, so like, much like, like uh, I'm gonna do nothing but like coke and hookers for 20 years and, and hope that I'm dead like, by 2019. Like, are you are you able to um prepare? Because if you could prepare, then you could find stocks and stuff that you could spend money on. And I'm like, where the, are there things I would do differently from the past 20 years? Sure, but then when you think of all the shit, like the bad shit that's gone down over the past 20 years and how like you would for the most part probably be powerless to stop it. Like, I don't know if that's something that you really would kind of want to be involved. I'm living like, I'm living like Leo DiCaprio in Wolf of Wall Street and hope that I'm dead by 2019. (laughs) But I was like, I jumped forward 10 years and I got $10 million. Well, shit, that's right around when I'd be retired anyway, hopefully. Mm. And now I have $10 Mm -hmm. million. So I'm definitely retired. And sure. I can just fucking drink the day away. Uh, That's true. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll be like Leo because I'll have my cargo shorts and I'll have my boat. <laughs> the only thing is, I won't have a twenty-three-year-old. Oh, Twenty-three is too old for Leo. Who are we kidding? I won't have a twenty-year-old sure. by my side. With <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> ten million dollars, you absolutely could have a twenty-year-old. Yeah, by your I could, side. but I think I think the wife might have a small problem with that. So <laughs> that's that is true. She probably would. <laughs> I guess if she could have one too, maybe she wouldn't. <laughs> of course, she'd be like, "Will you stop playing Call of Duty with him? I need him." And I'd be like, "No, no, no this match is almost over. Just give me one minute." <laughs> uh, we're in a we're in a raid right now. Okay, so just right, exactly. you'll be fine. <laughs> there, gotta get to the checkpoint. He'll be there. <laughs> Oh, shit. All right. So, uh, we have uh, a, a few movies to talk about this week. Um, uh, one of which was one we were really looking forward to. The other one, uh, we were, uh, it comes out on December 18th. We we're uh, pretty lucky to get a screener of. Um, the third is currently available on Shudder. Um, let, let's do Castle Freak first, just simply because sure. I feel like... Um, not that we'd necessarily have the least amount to say about it, but just I want to make sure that we have enough time to get into um, the other two. So uh, Castle Freak uh, streaming on Shutter right now. This is a remake of the Stuart Gordon direct-to-video um, Castle Freak that was made in, I think it's 1995. Five, yeah, 95. You know, kind of all of the, 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 uh, the Stuart Gordon uh, favorites. You know, Barbara mm-hmm. Crampton's in it. Um, oh, shit. 
what's the other guy? The guy who was in reanimated. Yeah, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Combs. Jeffrey Combs. I, I, the Jeffrey Combs. Like for me, like I love the fact that Jeffrey Combs is my favorite Ratchet of all time, mm. and was mm. also the reanimator. Like I absolutely yeah. love that there were kids watching Transformers cartoons in the two thousands hearing Ratchet's <laughs> voice, not knowing that this motherfucker was in one of the nastiest horror movies in the early 90s. Yeah. Like, just yeah. straight up filthy. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Um, also, like, I, I think of him, I, I've seen him in things basically since I was a teenager, obviously, because he's a, he's a genre actor. But, like, the two things I always go back to are Reanimator and uh, The Frighteners. I love him in the Frighteners. I just got the 15th anniversary Blu-ray of Frighteners. I haven't watched it yet. But okay, so he was also in... So there were two movies that came out at roughly the same time. One of them was Would You Rather, and the other one was... Like, mm-hmm. um, what's the other one? Um, like Eye for an Eye or something um, like that? Oh, um, uh, shit. It has um, Pat Healy in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but he... The cover is yellow. Fuck! He, yeah, he's in, he's in Would You Rather, right? Mm, yes, yes, yes. Okay, which is great. So Would You Rather is this like a bunch of people get together because they think they're going to get some money and then it's just like this escalating series of, you know, like the Would You Rather I always knew from a kid, and this is disgusting, but here it is. It was Would You Rather slide down a razor blade into a pool of lemon juice or suck the mm. snot out of a dog's head until his skull collapses. <laughs> oh, my God. Those were the two, and I, I don't know why I remember that. But they stuck with me. Um, it's a would you rather is fantastic. Uh, and if you like that and you like this idea of like a bunch of people coming Cheap together. Thrills. Huh? Cheap thrills. Oh, sorry. Cheap thrills. Cheap thrills is great. Just came to me. Sorry. Yeah. So here's They're what both should, great. Here's what you should do. You should watch Would You Rather, you should watch Cheap Thrills, and then you should watch The Invitation. Those three mm-hmm. in that order. Mm-hmm. So um, but anyway, so Castle Freak, the original, which is both both the original Castle Freak uh, and the remake are available on Shutter. If you don't have a Shutter subscription, mm-hmm. go ahead and get one. Um, so the original Castle Freak is based on kind of an amalgamation of two HP Lovecraft stories. One is called The Outsider, which is about this guy who has basically been holed up in this house his whole life, and then he finally decides to like go out and 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 talk to the the people in the village. And then this one called Rat the the Rats in the Walls, which is like you know the people mm-hmm. keep hearing rats in the walls, and it's actually like somebody trapped in the walls, and so. Neither of those stories are kind of like your typical like Lovecraftian, you know, the old gods, mm. the membrane between the worlds is thin. Uh, mm. But then the new one <laughs> leans <laughs> super heavy into that stuff. But the basic mm. premise of both movies is that a young woman is blinded in a car accident and moves to a castle in the original it's in italy in the the remake it's in albania uh a castle mm-hmm. that's been in her family uh with the intention, yeah, she inherits, inherits yeah the she castle. inherits it with the intention of selling it so like in the original jeffrey combs is her dad and and he had gotten in a car accident because he was he was drunk driving her home he had been like cheating on his wife uh played by barbara crampton and then um, the, the 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 castle freak, as it were, um, is is a resident of the castle, which I won't explain like why that person's there because I don't want to spoil it. Then in the remake, right. um, the the the, uh, the young woman um, 
Rebecca, her she her boyfriend basically got drunk and high and got in a car accident and then she got blinded and then um she found out she had been adopted and her adopted mother lived in this castle and and essentially mm-hmm. she 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 got it and then that castle also <coughs> has a resident and it kind of goes from there and so i had never heard of either of these movies like i loved reanimator i loved from beyond but mm-hmm. i think castle freak because it was straight to video was one of those ones that like completely escaped my attention back in the day so like when you saw the remake sure. on shutter were you familiar with the original or was that new for you too oh 100 percent Okay. No, yeah, hundred percent. It's it's one of those uh, when I was coming out of high school or like like junior senior year, and then and then into you know my first like moving out of the house for the first time and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It was like prime like movie gallery. You know, uh, every Friday night I was in movie gallery looking at stuff, mm-hmm. and that also happened to be like the heyday of uh, Charles Band's Full Moon Entertainment, mm-hmm. and so they had. You know, all these shit direct to, to video horror films like, you know, subspecies, uh, the the horrible case of Dr. Bones or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. it was, something like that. Uh, uh, they had all these movies and so like Vampire Journal or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like this is the shit I would rent. Okay. And like, you know, because everything else would be out on Friday and I was sure. looking, you know, I was – looking for horror films or whatever. And so the full moon stuff, I, it was never good. Most of it, mm-hmm. but there was always some entertaining thing in it. There mm-hmm. was just something there. There was like this, this killer clown called like Killjoy, And they also made like 900 sequels to all of these terrible movies. Yeah. Like, I don't know where Charles band got his like funding from to do like 19 movies, you mm-hmm. know, a month. But God bless him. You know, Full Moon is is the rich man's trauma, okay. uh, if that makes sense. <laughs> it's they're not good, but there's just something about them that's so endearing to me uh, because of that time. Mm-hmm. And and uh, this one had some pedigree to it. When it, yeah. I was like, I was looking at, it, I was like, Stuart Gordon, holy shit! And I saw who was in it. And I was like, oh my god this is a full moon movie. Right. And so like, I remember renting it and I loved it. And then, uh, and then I got, a, I think I have the VHS of it. And then there was a DVD and I have that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I haven't seen this movie in probably 15 years. Mm-hmm. And then I read that Barbara Crampton was producing a remake for yeah, this year. Yeah. I was oh really my surprised God. to see her name and the, in the, not surprised. I mean, Barbara Crampton, she's a fucking legend. She's awesome. But, yeah. um, yeah, I was like really happy to see, you know, her name as, as a producer Same. of, of the, I remake. was excited. Yeah. And so, and so, um, uh, so I rewatched the, the one from 95. Yep. Uh, leading up to this one. And then the day this hit shutter, I was on it Yeah, because I, I like the old one so much. Mm-hmm. And again, not to say that it's a good movie. It's just, I have such, you know, nostalgia and an affinity for those Friday nights, you know, when me and Josh or whoever, you know, we'd rent these terrible movies, like same thing with like, uh, uh, the, the nameless or whatever. Yeah. All of those movies. That's the shit that, like, 
when all the main things were out and like, you know, the mask, all 97 copies of the mask were checked out exactly. on Friday. Yeah. I guess well, not the nameless, the unnameable, but the unnameable was in. Mm-hmm. So that's what we got. You know what I mean? Right. Like, <laughs> right. Right. But you said that. So for this movie, you know, for the first hour and 20 minutes of it, you hated yeah. it. But then the last 12 minutes of it <laughs> is when yeah, it man. kind of finally redeemed itself. Because I'm sitting there watching this and, and fresh off of all the nostalgia coming back from the first one and like remembering when we watched it and all that stuff. And I'm just watching and they it, this is one of those remakes where they just make these changes and it feels like it's it, it's doesn't make sense why yep. to have made these changes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, I don't know if I dig this. I'm sitting here watching it. And I'm like, and it's like. It's really slow for a long time it outside is. of the fact that yep. this movie is horny as fuck. Yeah, it is. I'm just like, man, this movie, like, straight up makes sure that it puts the freak in Castle Freak. Because it I'm absolutely. Just like, like, there's, and, and I will say, too, uh, you know, unfortunately, this movie, way more than the original, way more than the original, really does lean heavily on the kind of like sacrificial woman. Uh, yes. trope and a number of situations. So, you know, there are, well, you know, there, there's, there's situations in this movie, like if you're uncomfortable with that kind of thing, then this is probably mm-hmm. not your thing. But, um, yeah. 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 Well, you know, and, and the other thing that, that bugs me about it, and this is not a spoiler alert or anything, but like the freak itself mm-hmm. in the original very much uh, has an innocence to it. Yeah. And in the new one, it that's completely not there. Yeah. Like it, it's malicious. It's doing this shit. It knows exactly what it's doing, mm-hmm. all that kind of thing. And I, and that's one of the major issues I had with the new one because I, you know, I appreciate the 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 freak in the original is very much a victim. Yes, and and it it is it is mimicking. Uh, not necessarily, you know, it's it's very much mimicking poor behavior that it's seen yes. when it does right. do these these horrible acts. Right. And then the freak in the new one, I was like, it's just straight up a monster. And it's yeah. that eliminates like one of the main like the, the empathy. Plot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, and, and that kind of takes me out of the movie a little bit. Um, but, <laughs> but then at the end, it goes. But then at the like, end. So. so oh. At the end, I mean, it goes full on, just fucking crazy pants. <laughs> yes, good God, does it go batshit fucking bananas? Yeah, and like it, it goes off the rails in the most insane way, and I did not see it coming. Yeah, and I'm sitting there, like I'm sitting there bored, and I'm thinking about all the things that I'm like, why did they make this decision, and why did he do this, and why did they do this? <laughs> and then I'm just like, holy shit. Yeah. Like I couldn't stop thinking about it for like three days. I was just like, Oh my God. And I'm like, I was, I became obsessed with like all things castle freak. Cause I'm like, okay, I know it's based on a Lovecraftian story or, or a short story. Right. So I'm like, Stuart Gordon, I feel like being who he is would have stuck more closely to the source material. Yeah. And then, but then this movie goes super Lovecraft at the end. And I'm like, I wonder if that's, 
they just couldn't have didn't have the budget because it was like full moon or whatever. No, I think but, what they did was I think uh, there's a couple things. I think they knew that based on Lovecraft, people had an expectation of it being more old right, well, stuff and not because yeah. the two stories that it's based on are more like I guess Edgar Allan Poe than, mm-hmm. than Lovecraft, and so I think they probably knew that and wanted to lean more into the typical right. Lovecraftian stuff. Um, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Just kind of then, and then they like, also wanted. You know, if you if you watch through the first part of the credits, they wanted to tie it into Reanimator. Yeah, no, I yeah, I agree completely. I, but but upon the initial viewing, I was like, it just got all these like things going in my head, like, oh my god, like, I, is this how it was supposed to be? Or you know, and then I read that the the woman who wrote this wrote it based off of the original movie, yeah. and so when I read that, I was like, oh okay, so she just. Loved this movie and then knew that it was influenced by, you know, Lovecraftian stuff. So yeah. that's why the ending is as batshit fucking nuts as it is. And that kind of makes it not as cool. But like for a day or two when I was super like into it and like looking into this stuff, uh-huh. I was all about it. Yeah. So and I here- still think it's a good movie. Like, I don't hate it. Yeah. No, I I agree. But here's where I realize like, I know too much of the wrong stuff is there's mm. a scene where... I don't want to spoil too much, but there's a scene where uh, a young man is blindfolded, tied to a bed, and he's having sex with a young woman who is atop him. And then the castle freak comes and snaps her neck, and then he doesn't realize what had happened. And in my head, when I saw that, I went, okay, if she really had gotten her neck broken, she would have evacuated her bowels all over him. (laughs) And he would have known that something was wrong. And I was like, why is that? Why is that where your brain goes? Like, that is f- factual. <laughs> yeah, that's not where I went with it. But that's, uh, And that's why I was like, what is wrong with you? Like, seriously, <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? That that's, but I mean, it's, I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. Like, no. if, I, if I'm wrong. My, my thing was like. <laughs> First of all, based on how the freak looks uh, and the sounds that it makes, you which are not the sounds of an attractive young woman uh, atop of you, how did you, even with a blind, just a blindfold, you, your nose isn't blocked, brother. Like, how did you not, Yeah. how did you not smell blood yeah. in the air and what God only knows what the freak smells like yeah, exactly. and know that some shit is not right here? Like, right. yes. <laughs> Yes, so, but uh, yeah, so both of them are available on Shutter. They're both about uh, like an hour and a half, hour and forty minutes long. So yeah, I think the the OG is like right at ninety minutes, and this new one's a little bit longer. Yeah, but and I think it's worth watching both. I agree. I feel like it's just um, I don't know. I, I I feel like you're kind of the appreciation. It's just like the two Suspirias, right? Like, yeah, I don't think exactly. I think that you can certainly watch them independent of each other but i feel like you get a greater appreciation of both of them if you mm-hmm. watch both of them yeah um, yes absolutely yes so uh but anyway yeah so the 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 writer of of the remake was kathy charles and the director was tate mm. stein Steinsiak. so yes all right so, also um um said girl from the the scene we were just talking about is Emily sweet yeah. and she's very cool on, she's on Twitter and she will respond. Uh, she's been responding uh, to a lot of castle freak 
2020 tweets and stuff. So follow her. She followed me, and she's very nice. Well, there you go. All right. So which one do you want to do next? You want to do Hunter Hunter, or you want to do Freaky? Freaky. Okay. So Freaky uh, is one we've both been looking forward to quite a bit. Um, it is currently uh, – it came out in theaters – uh, on the 13th, it is currently available video on demand, uh, all your streaming um, services in terms of like being able to rent it. It is the latest movie by Christopher Landon um, of Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You uh, fame starring Vince Vaughn. And um, so Vince Vaughn, of course, we know who Vince Vaughn is. And Catherine Newton. So Catherine Newton's been like in everything, including like... Um, Big Little Lies, but of course we all know her as Claire Novak from Supernatural, daughter of Castiel, pre-Castiel, when Castiel True. was like a fucking principal, uh, and then and then ended up getting uh, possessed, inhabited by Castiel. Claire was his was his daughter. Um, so Freaky is Christopher Landon's um, ver- take on Freaky Friday. Uh, that, mm. that kind of genre in the same way that, that Happy Death Day was his take on the whole um, Groundhog Day. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel that Happy Death Day is a better spin on the Groundhog Day <clears throat> genre than Freaky is on the Freaky Friday genre. Yep. But at the same yep. time, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Yeah, no, it, 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 it's fun. Uh Honestly, to be just going to put it out there, like I was like, can this guy like do something different? Like, because like I like his movies, but like I I hate when somebody kind of becomes known for a stick and that's all they ever do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because this is the same guy that directed uh, uh, one of my favorite paranormal activity movies, the marked ones, which was the superhero one. And then he also did um, Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then, and then to go from that to Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day Two, which you know, they're I said my piece on those. They're fun. Mm-hmm. The first one grew on me the more times I watched it. Um, and I'm like, man, freaky. When I saw the trailer, I was like, yep, that's that guy. And mm-hmm. I, I think he's a very talented director and, and writer. I just wish he would kind of. Kind of because the marked ones is so different than all these other things we're talking. See, and I haven't. I've only. I only know him from his more the more mainstream stuff. The yeah, happy well, I mean, happy I, death day and know, happy I, death day. Paranormal activity, absolutely. I think is mainstream, but scouts. Well, I've never seen. I've actually never seen a paranormal activity movie. None oh well, then, you know they were like the rage back in the day or whatever. Yeah, when yeah they came yeah. out, but like we got one every year. It was like Saw and shit. Like right. you, know, you got Saw and you know, you got paranormal activity, but uh, and, and his is my second favorite. Uh, from the series. My favorite's three and, and four was my second favorite. Um, but it, it's that thing, right? It's like that Blumhouse kind of thing that, that it's, it's, they show you everything in the trailer. And that's, was my biggest disappointment with the movie was, was that, um, you saw everything in the trailer. Like it didn't, it didn't, nothing it did was like surprising or shocking. Mm-hmm. It, it stayed in that lane uh, I, the, the kills were really good. The, the really Vince good Vaughn kills. Was, yeah. Yes. Vince Vaughn was fucking hilarious. Yes. As a teenage girl. Um, um, and, and I loved all the little, like, you know, homages to, uh, to, to this guy obviously is a horror fan because he throws in a lot of fan yes. service into everything he does. 
I just kind of had, I just wished it had done something, you know, to turn this particular trope on its head. I agree. Like, I agree. I think that, I think that, so, you know, and that, that's the, you know, the interesting thing for me about Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to you is that, you know, kind of Happy Death Day, you know, Tree becomes a better person and she doesn't, Mm -hmm. she thinks that's what's going to end up causing everything to reset. And that, that's not actually what happens. It's just that she realizes over the course of all these days that she's kind of Mm. a, a shitty person. Right. And she ends up being happier as a person mm-hmm. and more fulfilled because she makes these changes. And then yes. Happy Death Day to You kind of turns all that shit on, on its head and is like, mm. yeah, like all these things that it seemed like that's what was causing it to finally end had nothing to do with it. And then it, it yes. was just kind of a fun you know, kind of groundhoggy day type of not, you know, I don't even know if it's a groundhog day. I, I think of more the, the episode of supernatural where Dean keeps dying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> and then freaky is very by the numbers. Like it, it, yes. it totally, it's like, you've got the body swapping between Vince Vaughn, you know, who's like six, five, whatever he, and then, and, you know, and, and Catherine Newton, who's, um, you know, obviously way tinier than that. And like, you know, kind of the, Hey, I'm, I'm a guy in a girl's body. I'm a girl in a guy's body. I have a penis. Like, you know what I mean? And then, and then, and, but yeah, mm. it's still fun to watch with the characters. But then Absolutely. there's really, like you said, there's nothing that really kind of changes things. It's it, nothing that is not what kind of what you would expect. Like, you know, there's the scene where she's got to convince her friends that I'm actually me, even though I look mm. different. And then, and then mm. they swap back, but then the, oh, he's not dead. And then, and the one thing that I did think was interesting that they played with somewhat is that it felt very intentional for them to make sure that the butcher Vince Vaughn was this like huge guy. And she was Mm. this more petite teen because when they switched back, like, like he, you know, like, it's always like this, this idea, like when they, they talk about self-defense classes for women and it's like, you know, obviously yes, like, there's going to, depending on the physical aspects of the attacker and the person being attacked, like, you know, like, if I try to throw a, a punch at Ronda Rousey or Gina Carano, they're going <laughs> to fucking right. destroy right. me, right? Like, right. it just, because physically, in terms of height and build, and they've got way more muscle and no way more than, but at the same, but if you look at, like, Vince Vaughn and Catherine Newton, she might know some karate, he's going to, pick her up and fling her across the room, right? Like yes. It's just, there's yes. that, and so they play with that a bunch where he's so big and so much bigger that he's able to just kind of like wreck fucking shit. And so when they finally jump sure. back into their bodies, he kind of, that idea of, I bet you felt like so much more powerful when you were in my body. And well, you don't have mm. that now. Like, and I, I liked that mm. aspect, but they also yeah. never really like gave it, a chance to to really do anything. So what it ends up being is a very enjoyable, great kills um, kind of take on Freaky Friday. But to your point, it really doesn't do anything to move that type of movie forward. And it doesn't Mm. make, for me, it doesn't really make a mark in this. Like I, I will rewatch this movie, but I will rewatch the two happy death day movies way more because I feel like they had just overall just a better approach to that particular trope than this movie did. 
Yeah, and I think that uh, I appreciate that this movie exists just because this is the kind of thing that my kids will watch. Yes. Having never seen Freaky Friday or, yeah. or whatever, like they yeah. and it'll blow their minds, and this will be like something that that Jacob will will remember forever and love. Yeah. Uh, but and I love like you know how Vince Vaughn is kind of uh, reinvented himself, mm-hmm. uh, much like uh, McConaughey has. Yeah. As like showing uh, that he has chops, and like to your point, talking about his size and stuff, and when you think about. Uh, uh, him as the butcher, and you're like, ah, Vince Vaughn is like supposed to be like a Jason style, like serial killer guy. And I'm like, bro, in Cell Block, he straight oh up beat God. the shit out of a fucking car. He yeah. beat up a car. Well, like, all you have to do is yeah, you got to watch watch Brawl and Cell Block '99 and watch Drag Across yeah. Concrete, and that just tells you everything that, you need to know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and then watching him be a teenage girl, like he was it, it's worth it. I feel like for that, like okay, so like for Catherine Newton, because Claire, so Claire's character in Supernatural is way closer to Butcher Catherine Newton, M- Millie mm. is her character, Butcher Millie. Yeah, yeah. So, so she kind mm. of already had that down. Although the scene where she wakes out and very slowly spits her mouth guard out, I thought was fucking hilarious. Yes. But Dick yes. Spawn had a much heavier lift. And I think he yes. was really able to kind of rely on his his initial uh, career kind of comedy, more comedy chops to yes. be able yes. to show the physicality. Like just when he wakes up in his fucking nasty ass dilapidated, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. fucking factory surrounded by, right. you know, he does the arm stretch like the, just the oh, mm. today's going to be a good day. You know, like he right. just he had a much harder job. And I'm not saying that. Catherine Newton did a fantastic job, but I feel she was like, great. I feel she like the work that she had done because Claire on Supernatural mm. was a very intense character, and I feel like mm. the work that she had done in Supernatural was way more of a fit towards her being the butcher than anything Vince Vaughn sure. had done prior to this to be. Oh yeah, yeah. He, um, he'd done comedy, but he'd never done teenage girl. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, and and I mean, I really. Yeah, I mean the thing is, I I appreciate like how inclusive the the movie is, and I, like it's a fun movie, oh, sure. and and it's it's it's, it's very it's, fun. It's it's harder kills, much gorier than Happy Death Day or Happy. Oh my Death god, Day dude! You. So like, like if if the, you plan the, on watching it, just keep that in mind. Yeah, the intro to this is on par with like the, the intro to like. <laughs> The Friday the Thirteenth remake in '09. Like I love how, the, the the and I'm not going to say what happens, but I texted you about the Steve Martin kill, which just I laughed my ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I it's mean, that oh, level. It's that level of brutality where you can't help but laugh. You're like, oh Jesus. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I I agree with you. Like I'd love to see. Like I okay so like if Christopher Landon just wants to take like different tropes and put a horror spin on it, I think I'd be okay. With it, I just want to see more kind of like pushing them beyond the very like the lanes that they're in than what he did here. Yes, that, that yeah. exactly. Like putting doing a horror spin on Freaky Friday is is a great idea, but maybe don't just make a horror Freaky Friday. Yeah, like, exactly. Yes, do something original with that concept because that could absolutely be done. And I sound like an asshole because, like, Christopher Lane like, write your own fucking movie then. And I'm like, right. And that's a valid point. But it's just, eh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But this is a movie, like, 
you know, had it not been the year that we're in, I would have been super happy to go see this in a theater. And I think in a theater with people like when the kills happen and all that stuff, I think it Mm -hmm. probably would have been a a different experience. You know, you've got that communal kind of horror movie feel to it. And it's a shame that somebody would have said somebody would have said, oh, shit. And everybody would have laughed. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, so the last movie, uh, and this is, um, I think that when we do our, our favorite episode, our favorite movies of, of 2020, we're going to see this one pop back up. Um, last, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, last movie is a movie called Hunter Hunter. Uh, it comes out on December 18th. Um, it is um, written and directed by Sean Linden, whose work I am unfamiliar with. Uh, to be perfectly on- honest, but the, the this is a new a new Devon Sawa film. Uh, so if you remember Devon Sawa from Final Destination, yep. um, which is still to this day like Final Destination holds a special place in my heart because they're such a great <laughs> the first two movies for me are just fucking fantastic. Um, but Devon Sawa plays a trapper hunter named uh, Moreau or Merceau. Sorry, uh, he lives out in the woods on federal land um, with his wife Anne and his daughter Renee, um, and they are kind of like they're kind of essentially living off of the earth. So they they trap animals, mm-hmm. they sell the traps, they they grow their own food, they hunt for their own food, um, but they're also kind of being terrorized by a wolf. And so, mm-hmm. um, uh, Merceau and Renee go out, uh, to try to trap the wolf and, um, Renee ends up going back to home and Merceau finds a ring of dead women in the forest. And so then, which I was completely shocked by, I thought this movie was going to end up being like, oh, what's the, what's the movie with the people in the bear? I think it's called like the bear. Like... <laughs> Uh, Outback or whatever. Yeah, Outback, where they're like getting, they're camping and they're being terrorized by a bear. I thought this movie was going to be about this guy Mm. trying like fighting. Sorry, backcountry. 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 You know, fighting off a wolf. And what it ends up being is. So I thought the gray. I thought it was like the Liam Neeson, the gray or whatever. Yeah. And, And what it ends up being is this fucking super intense. Um, horror movie about this guy trying to track this wolf but also trying to find out why there's these dead women his wife who is protecting their daughter um mm-hmm. and a sheriff yes who's kind of they like, have run afoul of this wolf before <laughs> yeah they've run afoul of this wolf before in fact at one point you know her and her daughter are out on these rocks by the by the lake the wolf comes by she kind of does the full-on mama bear full-throated scream at it to get it to go away so Mm -hmm. there's all and then the sheriff and kind of like trying to you know he's 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 just basically like he goes to like yuppies rental places and writes them tickets because the garbage (laughs) isn't um isn't you know secured correctly and so the bears come um and it is it went somewhere i totally did not expect it to go and I can tell yeah. you, without a, f- without a doubt, the last 10 minutes of this movie are the fucking most intense 10 minutes in a movie you'll probably see this year. Yep, 100. Like, full 100. stop. And here's the thing. I don't want to spoil too much and because Mm-mm. 
whenever you have a movie with a and, and so don't when this movie hits on the 18th definitely fucking watch it don't don't read anything about it no don't even no. go to the imdb mm-hmm. page to say who's in it nope because sometimes you can tell you can get an idea as to what's going to happen based on who is and who isn't in something like I always like mm-hmm. so like for my wife like you say that you don't like watching trailers because they give everything away and it's funny because yep. my wife is the same way because the type of memory that she has she'll see a trailer four or five months later go to watch the movie and in her head she's like well I haven't seen this scene yet mm-hmm. so, so whatever's yep. happening right now is not actually what's happening and that's not how I look yep. at it. but so it. And and so sometimes when you see a cast list and you're like, well, I haven't seen this person or I haven't, you you kind of start to figure things out. So the best way to experience this movie is to go into it cold. Yep. And it's Absolutely. fucking great. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, yes. This movie, this movie is is oh, it's like it's tension mm-hmm. and minimalist uh, yeah. done. Uh, like to like god tier level <laughs> like i'm watching this and i had no idea what it was about uh, i saw who i i had seen that devin sawa because i follow him on twitter had mentioned uh, uh having been worked on something uh, working on something and then when i got the email and i was like <gasps> it's the it's the worst titled thing possible it, it really is yeah, it they they uh, really don't it, do any uh, favors. No, and, and apparently uh, there's an anime also called Hunter Hunter, yeah. and so if you're looking for a poster to make a shitty thumbnail out of this thing, <laughs> you're gonna have to <laughs> scroll through some shit just in case anybody's wondering. But there, there, oh, man, if you if I had just seen this mm-hmm. and and didn't. You know, if this was an A24 film, mm-hmm. I would have sworn Ari Aster directed this shit. Exactly. Because yeah. it goes it goes that level fucking crazy it's so in the good. last ten minutes. And 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 it goes in completely unexpected places. And that's where that's um, why I loved it. I was like expecting, okay, this is gonna be a guy and a wolf and this kind of cat and mouse game between the two mm, yep. of them while at the same time yep. with his family and it went just completely different place yeah and like, i and honestly it was, like probably i don't know 45 minutes or so in uh, it's not a long movie but like maybe 30 to 45 minutes in it shifts and uh becomes a different movie than i thought we were watching mm-hmm. and then it, it it's like Oh, and, and and what it does, I think, perfectly, uh, and and what it like where this movie either works or it doesn't for you is if you are invested in this family. Yeah, and this for me, I I don't, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but I was a hundred percent in on all of them. Like I, I thought, uh, um, Devin Sawa was fucking great. I thought uh, Camille Sullivan was great. Yeah. I thought Summer Howell was great. Yeah. Like I felt so much for these people and, and the things, and they're literally like just trying to live their life. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, uh, uh, you know, she's the, uh, Anne is like bringing the furs to the store to trade for like 
supplies they need just to survive the winter. And mm-hmm. like the guy's like, well, these skins only get you this much now. And right. she's like, oh my God, that's, they were way more before. And so you just, you're, you're totally in like, you want them to be okay. Yep. Like all this stuff. And then when these horrible things happen and like, dude, it's just like, he just wants to kill this wolf. So like, it'll stop stealing the fucking, the animals out of their traps so they yep. can just make a they living. And stuff. And yeah. Yep. Exactly. And, and, and you see what they're having to deal with just with that being what they do. And then God, where it fucking goes, man, (laughs) like, Oh, it's a, it'll rip your fucking guts out by the end. Like it's one of those, uh, a 24, uh, Ari Aster, just heartbreaker, heartbreakers of a movie. Yeah. Yeah, and and like like Devin Sawa, like I mean, I, it's weird because he grew up to look like Jeremy Renner. Like, it's, yeah, right. I was like, right. I'm like, how the fuck is this area? Like the guy from fucking the Final Destination. Like, what the uh, fuck, man? The, the stand video. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I forgot he was like, in oh, that. I forgot. Is that Stan? Holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but he's great, and. I, you know, I hope that he, you know, going back to um, um, Vince Vaughn and, and these other guys who are known for this thing, and they're like, "Yeah, hey, fuck you, I can do other stuff." Like, I hope. Uh, and uh, uh, what's his name from The Devil's Candy? Uh, the same kind of situation for me yep. here. I I remember that kid from like Empire Records. You know, or and, and can't hardly wait, but then he shows up in Devil's Canyon. Is like he's fucking badass. Yeah. So like, I I feel like this is kind of Devin Sawa's maybe uh, resurgence, mm-hmm. uh, and I hope that it is because he's fucking great in this. Yeah, yeah. It was it was really good. It was it, but it was also yeah. like, I mean, anytime I watch a movie and I'm kind of surprised to where it goes, you know, for me that's that's a huge plus because. You know, I mean, like, not to say that, I mean, all movies can end up being, you know, predictable, but, you know, I sure. mean, it was just so nice to see something that I was like, I don't know where this is going to go. I'm excited. I'm I'm surprised. And then I'm shocked and I'm, I'm mm. horrified and I'm, I'm just like, I, you know, I, all these emotions, like I feel, I, you know, I, I, I feel bad. I feel you know, I, I'm, I'm worried. I'm, I'm, you know, I, yeah, exactly. you know, for this Scared. family, um, <laughs> right. you know, because like, honestly, like I watched Tenet and, and I was just like, I don't know what's happening and I don't really know if I care. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's the difference. Not to say yeah. that there weren't parts of Tenet that were good because there were, but you know, a lot of Tenet, I was just like, I don't, like I watched Tenet at the beginning, I was like, "Well, this seems cool." Yeah, I mean, John David Washington's fucking amazing, you know. Like, mm. you know, which is not surprising, given who his parents are. But then I just got to a point where I was like, "Yeah, I don't really know what's happening, and I, I don't know if I really give a shit." And That's, this movie, that was my thing with, um, oh shit, what's the the dream one that he did? Nolan Inception? did. That everybody loved, and I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm way too stupid. Yeah, I'm way too stupid for this movie, I guess, because I'm bored as shit and confused. But, like, this movie, like, I didn't know where it was going, but I, I was so invested in the the family mm. that I, I really yes. I cared, and it was like I was worried yep. and concerned, and then I had reason yep. to be, <laughs> yep. as it turns yep. out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, but yeah, so that 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 hits uh, December eighteenth. So definitely uh, check that guy out. And uh, let me see here. I'm pretty sure it's. Um, uh, hold on, I should have looked this stuff up beforehand. Um, I'm pretty sure it is going to be kind of video on demand, but. Yeah, I think I don't know if it comes out on Blu-ray because I think I looked it up to pre-order it and I couldn't find it yet. So, yeah, I know. I just know. I don't know I, about it yeah, we know it comes out two thousand uh, December eighteenth, two thousand eighteen. So, uh, or sorry, two thousand eighteen. Yeah, so go back in time. You're gonna love it. Uh, <laughs> December eighteenth. So definitely uh, check check that one out. Um, Okay, so we are going to take a quick break, um, and then once we get back, we're going to get into Mitch finally hooked his Series X up, and I've been playing um, the uh, latest open-world game by Ubisoft that's not Assassin's Creed Valhalla. (laughs) So uh, just sit tight, and we will be right back. All right, and we're back. So... Uh, games, lots of stuff has come out. I think we've pretty much hit the end of, I mean, with, with Cyberpunk finally hitting on December 10th, that was kind of like the last hurrah of games coming out for the year. I yeah. do have Cyberpunk kind of coming on its way. I know you probably aren't going to touch it with a 10-foot pole on account of the fact that I, uh, CD Projekt <laughs> made it. Um, not true. They they are a, a renowned studio that made a game that I didn't care for because that wasn't in my wheelhouse. But you give me a fucking first person shooter where I can turn my dick into a grenade launcher. I'm all there. I, and if it's, if it's by this company that's like known to make amazing games, like I cyberpunk is way more in my wheelhouse than the Witcher. Okay. Do we know that you can actually make, make your dick into a grenade launcher? I, I was not aware of that. I don't know for sure, but if it's possible, I'm going to fucking do it. I can tell you that. <laughs> Um, okay, well, good. That's good to know. Uh, but what we have, but so you finally hooked your Series X up. Is that correct? Yes, sir. I, I was waiting for Destiny's update to to uh, fully see the bells and whistles of this gen in in action. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that happened on Tuesday. And was it everything so, you kind of hoped it would be? It was everything I knew it would be. It was uh, way prettier. And uh, buttery smooth, like way smoother, like movements and things like that. Uh, um, and also, like, you know, a, Destiny is my church. Like, I talk about Destiny a lot, having gotten me through things. And, and you know, what I can always fall back on when everything else sucks is is if I have something to do in Destiny, it, it takes my mind off of everything else. Mm-hmm. Um so anytime something new happens to Destiny, I get really excited. And so I was super excited for the update. Um, and yeah, it's it's a different game. On Is it on really? Because I haven't, like, I, I played Destiny, like, Beyond Light, a whole shitload until, like, mm. Immortals came to my mailbox. Mm. And then once, I, and then I kind of got tired of doing just basically the same destiny shit just over and over again. Yeah. But then like the, that's still, that's, the, um, the update <laughs> came out and I was like, all right, well maybe I should give this a try, but I, I haven't yet. 
Well, so here's the thing. Not only did the update hit that day, but also the Hawkmoon quest hit that day. Yeah. So I've been going after Hawkmoon since the, uh, the, because I love that gun in D1. Um, But uh, that said, it's, even for me, who, who you know, I'm, I'm damn near legally blind <laughs> without glasses on. Like, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know about this up next gen update bullshit, whatever. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to tell the difference. There is a difference in Destiny. Yeah, um, and I've heard that. I just haven't. I just haven't done kind of what's necessary to like what, mm. what's necessary listen to me booting it up like booting it up is all that's necessary <laughs> download the entire game is what you have to which do I, which, I'm, which i'm assuming has already happened um because you know that is the nice thing about the series x is the whole smart delivery thing it goes all right yeah like this is the version that you're supposed to use yeah no but like on reset on tuesday literally everybody had to read down even people that weren't doing the upgrade even on like the series the the series jesus christ the xbox one s that i had in order to play destiny you had to re-download the entire game yeah yeah Um, but yeah it's gorgeous And, and I get why PC people are like, oh, you're not going to like, you're not going to, you have no idea what you're in for and stuff. And so playing Destiny, running that like for, I don't know how else to put it. It's like this cliche, but like buttery smooth yeah, with no load times on anything. It's absolutely incredible. The no load times, it, it is really hard. It is hard to, um, express adequately how much of a quality of life improvement the load times yeah i mean no yeah i know it's like i'm used to hitting the a button and then like going on twitter and scrolling Mm -hmm. or like having time to go to the bathroom or make a drink yep then i come back and this is like hey where did you go and i'm like holy shit (laughs) yeah yep like i i i had um for some reason I forget why, but I had decided I booted it up on the PlayStation, and I don't remember why. And I was like, just sitting. I what felt like for hours, <laughs> just mm-hmm. like waiting yep. for the character <laughs> selection. And I'm like, what am I doing just with my life? Yeah, like, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> just like, what is? Why am I? Why is this taking so long? Like, what the fuck? You know. Um, so I need yeah. to, but I, you know, it, uh, unfortunately it's still though, I like Hawkmoon, like all these quests are for hand cannons and I just fucking suck with hand cannons. Oh, I love hand cannons and destiny. I'm so that's my, my ideal like loadout is hand cannon in the, the main slot auto rifle in the middle and then uh machine gun, heavy machine gun, in the third slot. Like that's my happy place in destiny. See, and I do. I usually do. Um, I like auto. I like a scout. If you give me a full auto scout, mm-hmm. I'll fucking mm-hmm. wreck shit all day, every day. Like it's not even a thing. Sure. Um, like my favorite. Scouts, oh my god! I had a scout, the black spider. I think it was called. Fucking full auto with dragonfly. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Like a full auto scout with dragonfly. So like I would do headshots and do like and they would explode with electrical damage and do everything mm-hmm. else. I fucking wrecked shop with that goddamn yep. gun. I can't tell you how many goddamn vex I killed with that fucking gun doing bounties <laughs> and cookies. Oh my god, cookies? I massacred generations of vex. <laughs> 
to make cookies with that fucking gun, and I loved every minute. So, like a full auto Next scout, I'm, I'm there. Oh, she and it's funny too, Next even a, even a pulse rifle. Like when I first started playing Destiny, I was like, well, I need an auto rifle because I can't aim. And then pulse rifles, I was mm-hmm. like, who gives a shit about pulse? And then I got vigilance wing, and I was like, pulse all day, every day. So, like, if I get like an auto rifle and then a and then a scout. And then I I need a I need a machine I need a um, sorry I need a rocket launcher for my heavy because mm-hmm. if if you give me a sword I am going to die a lot because I don't know how to block <laughs> I'll just run it like I have a sword <laughs> I'll fucking Leroy Jenkins my way through every strike Dude, just <laughs> that that chainsaw sword is like so have, chef's kiss yeah for swords I have not gotten that it's one so yet. good I have not gotten it because of um. Uh, I, I forget what step. Oh, I need to do. I need to do the 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 thing with you got to defend the platforms on Europa, and I don't know how to do that without dying mm. constantly because like the 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 level is supposed to be like twelve fifty or some shit, and I am not that high, so I don't. I I have not the exo um whatever the exo challenge exo challenge yeah. yeah. So yeah. I I can't get to the next step of the chainsaw I can, I can quest. Help you Oh, well, alrighty. Well, that's good because I need help, as, as anybody could tell you. <laughs> just, just turn on the bat signal, and my hunter's on the way. Absolutely. <laughs> well, we might have to set a date for this week because I, I definitely wanted, would like to progress forward uh, on that guy. Um, yeah. So I've heard, and it's, it sucks because, like, I feel like it's weird, like when you kind of hear, um, you know, like. Okay, so like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, like they put out a patch, but then it's like it sounds like on the PS5 things are good, but the Series X not as good. But then like, mm. you know, then you hear different things like the base PS4 for Cyberpunk is apparently like a fucking dumpster fire of a game, you know? Yeah, it's like, and the the suitcase Xbox One as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you kind of hear all these things, and it's like so it's kind of nice that you know you can you know to your point that like you you load up Destiny and it just plays fucking great. Like that's that's yep. kinda, you know what you even even with um, uh, the older the last gen consoles, Destiny's improved because they removed so much content that like even the load times on the the the, the Xbox One and the PS4 are faster. It's like remember when like you played De- when we would play Destiny and like they had to support um, the 360 mm-hmm. and the PS3 right and then for Destiny mm-hmm. 2 they were like yeah fucking buy a new console right <laughs> like it was that <laughs> I'm assuming it's kind of that level because there was a significant increase in like what they were able to show and 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 stuff between once they realized they were no longer shackled. You know, they weren't like fucking FIFA where they had to essentially, right, right. you know, support every yeah. game. I was going to say, like, FIFA 18 didn't have to have a Game Boy Advance edition. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. Like, oh, you can play it on your game and watch. All right, nice. You know, Beast Mode seems a little different, got to tell you. But, um, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, but absolutely. Like, I would love to, we just need to pick a time because I would love to, to, you know, Destiny for me is is one of those games where, on my own, I'm like, eh, whatever. But like with another person, I'm all the time. I don't care. Like it's just it's that. Yeah, it, it, it's, I kind of had a, a similar thing uh, yesterday, where because like even even me who's like 
Destiny is basically all I do. I had started like trying to finish um, Jedi Fallen Order. I've been playing Jedi Fallen Order after work this week. Um, and then, because I'm feeling kind of feeling the Destiny fatigue a little bit. It happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not, not, it happens to everybody, even me, who it's my favorite thing. Um, but I was kind of feeling it. And then yesterday, um, yesterday morning, like we woke up at like 5 30 because we're old people. And Angela was behind on, on, cause you know, she works crazy hours and she works retail. So she's not been, uh, uh home a lot. And she was like, will you play Destiny with me? And I was like, of course I'll play Destiny with you. Mm-hmm. And like, and I never do this, but we, we fucking played destiny for like four and a half hours and Mm -hmm. I loved every second of it Yeah, because it all, it was like, I'm helping somebody do things that I've already done, but we're progressing in things. And it's like, this is the magic of destiny is, is even if you've already done the thing, it's so fun to do it again. Exactly. Knowing what's and helping someone who may be lower level than you and they don't struggle like you did you know, when you played it and stuff like that. And man, I had a fucking blast for Mm -hmm. four hours and I never sit and play video games for four hours. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like I, you know, I, I love to play it when, when I can play with other people and have a good time by myself. I really did kind of feel like, all right, you know, I don't know if I want to keep, like I had posted on our discord, like if I have to do another thing in destiny, I'm going to shoot myself because you just kind of get to a point where you just feel like I'm just doing the same thing over and over and over again. But it's different yep. when you're doing a strike one of the per and you're laughing and having good time. And you don't feel the, mm-hmm. the fact that because it's, it's essentially, it's like, you know, if you had a place, if you had a bar or a restaurant or whatever, and you went to the same, you went to it, all the time with your friends and you ordered the same drinks and you ordered the same meal. You don't care so much about the food or the drinks. You care about the company. And so that's for me how it is. So absolutely. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Same here. Like I do get excited for new content, like I said, and and new quests and things like that. But like, even at this point, you know, uh, six, seven years into the destiny experience, like the things that I always remember outside of like me soloing, like, super fucking hard content that for people that are good at video games, isn't that hard. Um, I remember like, you know, when I can solo a dungeon up to a boss or, you know, yeah. when I got Xenophage, you know, things like that. But like most of my memories are from you and I playing or you, me and PD or, <laughs> you know, the raid, the yes. raid group I had. In team played in the, <laughs> Yes. Like all that like with John, yeah. The team from John. When John took okay, you two just stand over here. We're like, okay, yeah, yep, got it. Like, <laughs> like, like people helping us go through a raid, and we're obviously like not helping at all. And they're just like, for Christ's sake, just stand over there. Yeah, like all right, yep. got it. Like you know that stuff is the shit that like when I think about Destiny and why it is so important to me and why I love it so much is shit yep. like that. Right. All right, so um, I have been playing uh, the open world Ubisoft game, but not the Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So uh, yeah, so uh, unbeknownst to most people, probably Ubisoft came out with two 
open world games <laughs> this year. One of which was Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which I haven't played yet. I'm looking forward to playing it because uh, I, I typically, as I do, I find it on sale. I give it to my wife. Sorry. I say, this is my Christmas gift. She wraps it, gives it back to me. And I forget that that happened. And I am like, uh, on Christmas Day, excited that I got a game that I paid for myself. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I've watched you stream the last three Assassin's yeah. Creed and games. So, and like, so as, as like, if you know me, you know I love Assassin's Creed because I literally have it tattooed on my flesh. Like I, <laughs> I have a, I have it's one of my f- absolute favorite tattoos, Shane. So if you're living in the Atlanta area, if you go to um, Terminus Tattoos in Peachtree City, he did a fucking amazing job. He took a, I, I, I sent him the Assassin's Creed Four black flag with the skull uh, in the symbol and the the dagger. Uh, or sorry, the spear, Leonidas spear from um, Odyssey, and I said, put these two together. He did a fucking amazing job. The only thing I did is I said, add a little red. It's my one of my absolute favorite tattoos. It is like it's on me. Like I will die mm-hmm. with Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed as part of my body, and I fucking love it. I love these games, so I'm super mm-hmm. excited to play Valhalla. I'm excited to dual wield shields. As difficult as that will make my life, <laughs> because no, I will straight that, that, up that Reinhardt, that six Reinhardt match. <laughs> exactly, that was the greatest. I I need to find. I still have it. We have it on YouTube. I never did anything with it. It's but on YouTube. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, but Ubisoft also came out with another open world game set amongst Greek mythology called Immortals: Phoenix Rising, which is the most kind of bland non it was originally called gods and monsters but they i don't know if they had like Mm. copyright problems or what but so this is a game where phoenix spelled f-e-n-y-x i thought it was phoenix is a hero you can choose to be male or female you can do the full if you want to be a male with a female voice go nuts do whatever you want um is a greek uh they were a um they weren't even a soldier they were i forget what they were um they they wash up on shore in this island. They're they're uh, you know all their uh, uh, soldier friends. I forget what the word is. Not squad mates. I guess are dead. And and so Tartaros uh, has essentially like enslaved a number of Greek gods, a number of Greek heroes, and it's up to you to uh, rescue them. So it's set in this uh, kind of more cartoony um, setting with extremely heavy Breath of the Wild influences. There's a stamina uh, (laughs) that if you're climbing or flying or running or swimming, uh, the stamina meter um, depletes. Uh, There are vaults (laughs) with puzzles that when you finish the vault, you get stuff that makes you better, increases your stamina. But then along the way, you've got to fight monsters the only difference between it and Breath of the Wild are there's no recipes, and your your weapons don't break. But um, oh, they perfected it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, and there's also there's no weather effects, so you don't have to wear the full gimp suit when you're climbing a mountain in the rain, so that you don't get fucking hit by lightning seventeen <laughs> <Right>. times. Um, <laughs> and it's it's a lot of fun. 
I mean, it. I feel like this is like if you if if you were like, hey, I love open world games, and I'd like to get my children addicted to them because I'm a monster. Well, this would be the game for that because it allows you. So one of the biggest differences between this and like an Assassin's Creed is that unlike Assassin's Creed, where you like climb to the top of something and then you 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 kind of uh, you synchronize and it shows all the question marks and then you might go, holy shit, that's a lot of shit to do. I'm feeling like totally overwhelmed for this one you you can like use this thing called farsight at any point you want and you can basically look and find the things to go do so if you don't want to do any of the extra stuff you don't have to you can just focus on the story stuff and just go from story mission to story mission and if you come across a chest or a puzzle or whatever a vault or whatever you can do it or if you're somebody like a, like me who wants to do everything you can take the time to look around and find stuff now the flip side to that is if you're someone like me who wants to do all this stuff you have to actually do the work to find it as opposed to it just kind of like showing up but it's like they they realize that for some people this map so there's two types of people who play these open world games there's people like me who go i get great satisfaction in clearing the map and then there's other people Mm. who go i get completely overwhelmed when i see all the stuff on the map (laughs) and so i'm not going to do any of it So Mm -hmm. it definitely leans more into the folks that get overwhelmed and allows you to take things, allows folks to take things at their own pace. But at the same time, I wish there was an option to say, well, I actually want to see all that stuff because I don't want to feel like I miss anything. So please show it to me. But Mm -hmm. um, the combat is you've got a sword, you've got an axe, and you can kind of just like in Darksiders, how you could like switch between the two mid combo. Um, Mm-hmm. And they do different things, um, and then there's different godly abilities you can get, like a like a dash move or like a super hammer slam, things like that. You can use your bracers to pick up heavy things, like Breath of the Wild. You can throw rocks at things, like Breath of the Wild. You can. It, it really is like it's it's the team that made Assassin's Creed Odyssey, so they have that that those roots in this kind of Greek myth, and they just it's like you can tell they played Breath of the Wild and was like, well, this is fucking great. Why don't we do this? (laughs) Right. But but the thing about this game is it has a fantastic sense of humor because the entire game is narrated by Prometheus telling a story to Zeus. And so as things happen and you uncover things, they'll get into Greek myth, but Zeus has one retelling of greek myth and then prometheus is like no that's not actually how it happened so it has a is a fantastic sense of humor uh which i think it's worth Mm. playing just for that alone i mean you could put it on like story mode which is super easy and just kind of fucking breeze your way through most things um i think that you know for me easy is like the better way because some of the combat like even when you expand all the different tools you have some of these enemies are like super they're not bullet sponges because it's sword hits but they are like damage sponges sure. so so yeah. combat encounters can actually take a long time and it gets kind of tedious so if you throw it on like a lower difficulty level which does not affect your progression or anything you can at least kind of make progress and get to the puzzles and the you know kind of the, the some of the more i guess like the stuff that's not just like you hitting a minotaur with a sword for 15 minutes. Um, and, and the thing about this is the first Ubisoft game that I can remember that came out on current gen consoles. So, well, PS4, 
you know, Xbox and the Switch at the same time. And I think this mm-hmm. is a fucking great Switch game. I haven't played it on the Switch, so I don't know about the visuals, but in terms of like, okay, I'm going to pick it up and for 10, 15 minutes, I'm going to go find a chest. I'm going to do a vault mm-hmm. or whatever. I'm going to do a fresco challenge and then put it down. I think that type of... That's, that's exactly what the Switch is for. That's why, why Breath of the Wild was so great, because you could pick it up for 15, 20 minutes. If you wanted to play it for a long two-hour session, you could, but if you also wanted to just pick it up and go, hey, what's over on the other side of this mountain? I'm going to find this recipe. I'm going to do you know whatever, this, that, or the other. For 15, 20 minutes, mm. you could do that. Um, and it's like it, it kind of came out, and I think people were like, I don't know what this is, so I don't care. And then yeah. like Cyberpunk came out and just sucked all the oxygen out of the room. <laughs> yeah, no, they, like you say that, and that, but that's exactly. I know you don't watch like YouTube the way I do and stuff like that, but like I saw so many videos that were like, wait a minute, this game is actually pretty fucking good, and like nobody's talking about it or nobody cares about it and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, and, and it's you know like I, said, like, I, I watched you play it this morning uh, for the first time because I know you've been streaming it, but uh, seven o'clock has has been difficult for me because I if sure. there's something I have no interest in playing or I'm not going to play, I'm just not always like around at seven o'clock where yeah. I can just watch Twitch. Um, but your Sunday streams are like I usually get up before anybody else here, and so those are the ones that I'm more likely to be at and stuff. And like I love the fact that you stream on Sunday mornings. Cause it's like, I get up super early because again, like I've had to be at work at six in the morning for 20 years. So like I'm right. up no matter what day it is. Like my body's like, even if I go to sleep at three, my body's like, get the fuck up. Right. Time to go to work, bitch. Right. And so, right. And so uh, I love the Sunday morning streams. Um, you know, they, they've gotten me through work when I was working at uh, my weekend work um, at, at the big hospital. And then, Again, it, it's just it's nice to have something to to wake up and be able to like, oh shit, Brandon's playing. I get to watch. Yeah. And when you play a game that I have no interest in, you're like commentary, and and when, <laughs> when things don't go your way in the game, sometimes. Like, oh yeah, that never happens. To it. <laughs> it's it's so fun uh, to watch and laugh. And like this morning, I was like, holy shit. You like thirteen or fourteen people, and I was like, "Oh yeah, my god!" I was really surprised at that, which was great because I mean, I normally, you know, like like auspicious, uh, he's always there, which I, I super appreciate. Sure. But yeah. So it's like it, it, and then this morning it was weird because I had like two people, and also it was like thirteen, and I was like, "Okay, well that's kind of odd, but yeah. yeah, I'll take it." But that's cool because, like you said, this game I think is kind of, and like I was saying, this game's kind of been flying under the radar, and so. Uh, if you're like, you know, shit, if you're digging it and it's, it's, it's a cool, and it looked like, you know, a, a game, not necessarily again, my kind of thing, but, but obviously like it, it didn't like a bad game and like, it looked no. like breath of the wild. And so, you know, you shed light on it, I think is, is a really cool thing. And like, I'm glad people were watching it and I hope it kind of picks up some steam if it's a, a, a really good game, because I, I feel like, like you said, like it comes out you know, up against all these holiday games and like mm-hmm. it's being overlooked, you know, and stuff like that. But like, I think a lot of people would probably dig this game. Yeah. And so like, I remember like, like when Darksiders came out, like kind of the way we described it was like, it's like a Zelda game for adults, even not to say that Zelda games aren't for adults, but this, all this, you know, sure. you know, definitely dealt with more kind of like mature, 
you know, content. There's demons, there's, you know, like the end of the world and all that shit. Um, and I feel like the, this is very similar in that, not to say that it's adult, but like if you don't have a, a Switch and you wanted to play Breath of the Wild, like this is your way to do that. Um, yeah. And and yes. and I'm really, I mean, I'm really digging it. Like I think that you know, and to your point, I hope that that other folks, you know, kind of decide to give it a try too. And and also because like some of the the DLC that they have planned, you know, centers on different mythologies. So there's supposed to be like a whole like expansion pack on like Chinese mythology, and I think that's great. Like it doesn't Ooh, all have to be. Yeah, it doesn't all yeah. have to be Greek and Roman. Like, there's every every culture has its own set of gods and monsters, and so let's yeah. you know let let's explore those and and have some fun with it. I mean, why not? Sure. Um, that's yeah. That's that's um, another thing that I kind of geeked out on a little bit this year. Uh, we didn't talk about it on the show, and I don't know if you saw it, but um, uh, one of my favorite movies this year uh, was a Shutter film called Monstrum. And, I have not watched that one yet. Uh, oh God, dude! It, it dealt with, uh, and I don't want to say the wrong word for what the mythology was. I think it was Chinese, mm-hmm. but I may not be hundred percent right on that. But uh, but whatever whatever it was, like I watched that movie and I was fucking. I, oh my God, it was so fucking good. Mm-hmm. If you like big monsters and mythology at all, mm-hmm. uh. It, that movie is definitely going to be one I talk about on the our end of the year thing. Right. But uh, it had me like reading shit on the internet. And if a movie does that, then I'm obviously like into it. Right. 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 So definitely like, you know, when, when, when the, the glut of, of kind of, you know, whatever, uh, fall movies ends up or not movies, sorry, games kind of ends up mm. ending, you know, don't, you know, Give 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 Phoenix Rising a try because I think that it you know it definitely deserves some some attention uh, even if it's not an Assassin's yes. Creed game and it's not it doesn't let you like customize your vagina. I agree. Like again, one hundred. It, it's it's not in my wheelhouse, but uh, the, just watching you play it for an hour and a half this morning, I saw I absolutely saw the merit. Uh, and for the people who enjoy that kind of game, it absolutely deserves to be played. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I, you know, I don't know. It it's it's like one of those things where it's it's tough because you know it's been it's been kind of a weird year. Like it's it's hard mm-hmm. to kind of throw your support to different studios and knowing the problems that they've had and you know making sure, sure that you know I I want to make sure that I'm supporting you know teams that are doing right by their folks and things like that. And it just, it just makes it, it's uh if you're trying to be mindful of the struggles of different groups of people, it's been a rough, <laughs> a rough year to kind of know where to put yeah. your money. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, so. to, say, to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, um, okay. So let's see, we're at the end of the year, which means soon we need to do our uh, kind of signature end of the year shows, one for best movies and one for best games. And I think so our next show uh, will be for our favorite games of 2020, which no surprise too. like I'm digging this Greek thing and I've also been putting a shit ton of time in Hades. So it's just been like a Greek mm. myth, uh, you know, kind of the end of the year. Um, so the plan right that now may or may is not be on both of our lists. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, so, 
<laughs> so the plan next show is to kind of get into our favorite games of 2020, and then that gives us a little more time uh, as the year rounds out to kind of get to some of some movie releases um, that we haven't been able to get to at this point that we can watch, so we can you know potentially include them on our list of favorite movies. So uh, definitely two weeks from now, uh, stay tuned for that where we will get into our favorite games of 2020 with our favorite movies uh, following shortly thereafter. But, uh, so is all the movies that we've talked about, as we said before. So Castle Freak is currently streaming on Shudder. Uh, Freaky is mm-hmm. available at, uh, you know, kind of in theaters as well as uh, video on demand. Um, I think the Blu-ray is out. And then uh, Hunter Hunter comes out on December 18th. So you have plenty of opportunities to watch some fantastic movies as well as the movies that we've already talked about like in the past uh, few episodes. Um, yep. So thank you so much for hanging also, out. Uh, also follow us on Instagram. Uh, just to shout that out again. Um, mm-hmm. Find Divided Work. Because I have been uploading uh, images of movies that not, you know, no spoilers or anything like that, but like to get prepared for episodes and stuff. And I'm planning on uh, posting a bunch of stuff for the best movies of the year episode leading up to that. So if there's something, uh, if you haven't listened to every episode um, and you want to get prepared for that, for that best of the year thing, I'm going to be uploading uh, images and posters or whatever, uh, from the things that I think are going to be on both of our lists mm-hmm. or maybe only on my list and things like that. So to get ready for that the next uh, uh, month or so, you know, that gives you plenty of time to catch up so you can see what, you know, the things that I kind of think we thought were the best things this year. Mitch is our social media. Consul- I, don't, I don't know what the way you're way more into this <laughs> stuff than I am. I don't, I don't know how to do any of this stuff. So, but yeah, definitely follow on Instagram. I don't even have an Instagram account. That's how old and lame I am. So <laughs> I probably should get one at some point so I can follow us and know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be a nice change, uh, you know, to know what's going on. I don't even know what that's yeah, like. I hear you. I know. I know. <laughs> and I have Instagram. So. <laughs> But uh, so this has been episode 110. Thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, we look forward to spending some more time with you uh, in the next couple weeks. So uh, be good to one another. Be safe. Uh, if you're getting together with folks, wear a mask. Um, and we will do this again soon. So thank you again. Good night and have a good evening. <laughs>